following is not legal advice coming from an attorney. Nothing more than a father speaking from his own experience. Should you need actual legal advice, contact an attorney. It's time for another episode of The Father's Truth. The show where real men band together, stand up for father's rights, and bring the father's truth out of the darkness, out of the darkness, and in to the light. Giving fathers a voice everywhere. A broadcast brought to you by the Father's Lives Matter Network. Here's your host, Alan Donovan. All right, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? Man, I tell you, it's been an interesting couple days for me. I don't know if you guys saw the live cast on Saturday, but about 15 minutes before that live cast, I shattered my little toe. And so I had to go through and do that live cast with a shattered toe. (laughs) And then today, my son and I, we're going down to the cemetery to pay respects to my best friend and the water pump on my car crapped out so we're left stranded on the side of the road so it's been an interesting day but hey you know i'm alive i'm breathing i'm here with you guys so let's get the party started so before i start this um there's one thing that i want to touch on and that's that oh hold on one second Sorry about that. My microphone cord decided to drop out. But what I want to touch on here real quick is when I do these shows, when I have guests on, I usually don't get a lot of pushback. But I got a lot of pushback with this next guest. Um, If you want to approach me and talk to me about somebody that I am having on the show, if you have a problem against that person, you don't blow up my DMs with... A bunch of noise and swearing and telling me I'm a fraud you don't do that you don't do that on my comments you approach me like an adult okay if you want to have an actual conversation with me you approach me like an adult not like what has happened over the last couple of days so just note on that guys so but let me get our guests in here tonight so I've got Rafael Palmera on with me Um, He's 43. He is a father of four children, and he has been alienated. Um, So let's get him in here, and let's let him tell his story. But give me one second to fix this, because it's still not wanting to do it. That should sound a little bit better, guys. So let's get him in here. Come on. Hey, Alan, what's up, brother? Hey, brother, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, man. Just dealing with the heat over here. We're at a uh, 98. We'll be triple digits about all week. Man, so, uh, I would, I will trade you, man, because it's been nothing but rain. There's parts of Montana they got 12 inches of snow. We're stuck in the middle of winter here still. Nah, that's man. You can come over anytime you want, brother. You have a place to come. <laughs> Bring your song with you. I'll take you guys out, show you around, and uh, you know. You enjoy the, and then we can go over there and uh, see what Montana's all about. It looks beautiful. Awesome. So I guess let's start out with uh, the obvious point here, as I mentioned prior to the show. Um, 
I usually don't get a lot of pushback yeah. when, you know, I'm having somebody on the show. But when I posted that you were going to be on the show, boy, I got lit up from here to there to everywhere, brother, man. It was crazy. And you and I have talked about that. Yeah. And uh, it was unreal. Yeah. You know, this is the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. Man, I, you know, I've had uh, something similar to that, but not to that extent where I was getting DMs and, you know, they were posting on posts that I made and then getting pissed when I, you know, deleted their posts. That's another thing, guys. You know, have a little decency. If you come to my page and you post stuff on my page, don't get pissed off if I delete it. You know, that is my page. I don't have to entertain your thoughts or your opinions or any of that stuff. So recognize that fact. Well, it's been happening for a while. You're not the only one uh, they do that they've done that to. Um, they do that to my pastor, to my employer, to my wife who's in front of me right now. Doesn't want to be on camera, though. <laughs> um, uh, there's just nobody in my circle that they haven't done that to. So when uh, she found out that I was coming on your show, well, that really upset her. They, they, she's been trying to put a muzzle on my mouth for the last three years. Mm -hmm. And so my story contradicts hers. And, yeah. um, but you know, like I was telling you over the phone when we talked the other day is, uh, I don't want to turn this into a bashing thing of, you know, of what happened. Um, I want to share my side of the story, but with the focus that, you know, because I've had brothers that have contacted me about, about being alienated and, and, and yeah. hurting and, um, you know how bad it is that, you know, someone's taking out their lives or depressed they're, they're, they're not doing well. Yeah, you know, and I've been there. I was, I was at a dark place. I, I wanted to end it. I didn't want to live anymore. I mean, grieving living children is, is the worst feeling in the world, you know. And so, but there, but things do, you know, times do get better. Yeah. The heart does heal. You know, exactly. You, know, um, you can't get back on your feet. People do change. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a pastor. My faith and, and, and my my savior is just getting me through. There's no other way i could get through this not even with the love and support of my my family and my wife without him brother i wouldn't be here right now in front of you and that's a fact well you know and, and it's a tough thing to be in that position because you know speaking from my own experience and my experience wasn't a tenth of what you know your experiences or a lot of these other fathers what they end up experiencing i can say from my own perspective that it was very easy to slip down that dark rabbit hole you know and i can absolutely understand how unfortunately some fathers get to the point where they are so alienated and so mentally and emotionally trampled down that they look at suicide as the only way out. Yeah. But guys, that's not the only way out. All that does is that creates more problems for your kids. That passes everything on to your children because you got to think, you know, if you've been severely alienated, you've been lied about, you know, you've had been slandered, all these things. If you take that way out, essentially everything that was said about you then becomes the truth. Yeah. And that's passed on to your children and your children inherit that legacy. And that's not a legacy you want for your children oh, no. at all. No, you know, so from, from one brother to another, I'm glad that you were able to not succumb to that. Cause it's very dark and it's very tempting to yeah. a lot of guys. I mean, and it's very no way out. I mean, you can't, you have that tunnel vision. You, you have, uh, I mean, the sky is very falling. I mean, your world has been mm -hmm. turned upside down. Your biggest fear has come true. You have all these questions, why? And you got, you know, I got blindsided, you know, so yeah. I didn't see it coming, you know? And so, um, but you know, it is what it is. And um, it's been three years now, 
but you know, I'm not bitter. I don't hate her. I'm not even angry. I mean, she does frustrate the heck out of me. Yeah. You know, but um, I'm over it. You know, mm -hmm. so if she doesn't do what she did to me or to my children, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. You know, and yeah. I'm in a good place. Well, you know, and, and the thing that surprised me, you know, when I was dealing with them, okay, if you approach somebody that has a platform like I do mm -hmm. and you want to come on and speak your truth or your reality, whatever it is, why would you approach that person coming from a f what essentially amounts to a fake troll page? How is that going to lend you any credibility when this person is looking at you and thinking, well, you know, they're asking to come on. You know, I was looking at the page or the pages, I should say, because it wasn't just one page. It was multiple pages. Yeah. Why would I want somebody to come on and speak their reality when I'm looking at a page that is nothing but trolling you. Yeah. I mean, that, that doesn't make any sense to me, you know, and they brought up artistic or what did they bring it, bring it up as uh, um, I can't remember what the phrase they used, but uh, basically journalism, credible, journalism, credible, credible journalism. Yeah. Journalistic yeah. integrity, journalistic integrity. Right. <laughs> you know, and one of the things I want to tell you guys, you know, that are listening, I'm not a journalist. Okay. I'm not here to be the arbitrator, the judge, the jury of what happened in a relationship. That's not my job. It's not my role. It's not what I want to do. You know, I'm here to hear your story. You know, I'm giving you a platform for you to speak. And people need to realize that, that, you know, it's not, it's not some cheesy wag the dog thing where it's going to be a Jerry Springer kind of thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's already happening. Um, it's 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 just ridiculous where you know i'm 43 years old she's in her 40s too you know it's this is not how we're supposed to be behaving <laughs> we're too old yeah. for this you know even junior high kids don't act this way um and we have no matter what we have children that are connecting us for the rest of our lives and so yeah. um i'm at a point now where you know what two happy homes is, is, is better than one dysfunctional one yeah. Or, the, you know, I'm a firm believer that uh, love motivates change. And if that doesn't motivate us to change and do what's right, I mean, nothing else will. You yeah. Know? Exactly. And so, um, well, we can get started if you want. I mean, yeah. I, where, where do you want to where do you want to start at? I'll leave that up to you. Well, when I was, you know, I'm kind of glad that we postponed it, that we rescheduled it mm -hmm. because I was coming in from a different angle, you know, um, but. I read something that was posted on one of those troll pages that got my attention and made me think. And he said, regarding myself, he says, this guy couldn't win if you gave him a winning ticket. Talking about how Jesus is the answer to love, to life and marriage, yet couldn't find his place at the table. Maybe life is humiliating yourself over the choices and decisions you made in life instead of hiding behind scripture. Learn to be a man and stop hiding behind something that doesn't exist. I'm not sure what he's referring to as what doesn't exist, but I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. I'm a Christian. It's my life. What that Bible says to me is 100% the truth. It's what I base my life on and how I... Um, my wife and I run our marriage and our family. It, it, it's, it's what I am. And my Bible tells me that the fool says in his heart that there is no God. It also says that there is none who does good. <laughs> no, not one. 
And yeah. that's why I want to start off that, you know. I'm a believer that things do happen for a reason, Alan. And sometimes the reason is that we're stupid and we make bad choices. You no, know? I, I and that's what happens. Okay. And yeah, all... I think everybody can agree with that fact. Okay. You make a bad choice and it takes you that way instead yeah. of that way, you know. So, yeah, so I'm in no way innocent of any wrongdoing, as I was telling you. I've made some bad choices. I've made some mistakes. I, I have some regrets. You know, I could have handled what happened differently, okay? Um, not looking back. But at that time, when you're going through all that, you don't think clearly. You do lose your mind, you know? And, and so, um, like I said, I had my worst fears come to pass. But it didn't kill me. <laughs> yeah. So here I am. And so, you know, uh, in the beginning, in Genesis, you know, the first uh, book of the Bible, it tells us the fall of man. Mm -hmm. And it tells us that, you know, since the beginning, the enemy, Satan, the devil, Lucifer, whatever you call him, is trying to destroy the family. He's trying to destroy the marriages. But before he did that, he first destroyed our relationship with our creator. Mm -hmm. Right? He tempted Eve, and she fell for the bait, and then she had her husband fall. And when God asked Adam, he didn't ask his wife, what happened? Adam, instead of owning it, instead of holding himself accountable, he blamed his wife. And then the wife blamed the serpent. And we've been like that ever since. Yeah. Okay. And because of their sin or their, their pride or their, their fall, the younger son murders the oldest son. And there's just, you know, uh, from the rest of the time, I mean, there's, there's just one thing after another. And there's dysfunction in every family ever since then. Yeah. Okay. And so... Pride is is what is the root of what uh, alienators, uh, people that alienate their children from the, from the parent, other parent have. It's it's all based on pride. Okay, it's all based on ego. It's all based on feelings and, and just you know bitterness and resentment. And um, and what happened was is so I, I you know I was married twenty years. Um, in ministry for 10, 11 years. Okay, to, to my college sweetheart. I got I met her when I was 19. She was 18. And we got married right away. We're still in college when we got married. And we somehow, after college, we got into ministry. We went to Bible college together. We did a lot of wonderful things. We helped a lot of people. We were really active. We waited six years to have children. Um, we couldn't get pregnant. And, you know, we prayed and, and asked God for a child. And if he gave us a child, that we would dedicate them to him and for service, whatever you want to do. We made a pact with God. After yeah. we did that, she got pregnant. And as you know, there's no, I've, I've done some pretty cool things. Now. I've won bodybuilding shows. I've won youth football uh, Super Bowls as a head coach and, and, and other things, but nothing like being a dad. Yeah. Today, I mean, that's, that's the proudest moment of my life. My greatest accomplishment of achievement is, is being a dad. Yeah. Okay? And so... Um, you know, a Christian family, our, our, our structure in the family was based on, on our faith, okay? And um, her and I were, were best friends. We were best friends. Mm -hmm. We had a great relationship to that, you know, to, my, to that thing that I think, you know, from my understanding, we had, a, you know, we had a good marriage until the day came when we compromised our faith. 11 years into our, into our, our walk with God in ministry, um, we were burnt out, both of us. Um, we wanted things that other people had, 
you know, even though our relationship was great, our family was great, but we, our eyes started wandering on the material, on wanting a bigger house, on wanting other things and making more money. As a preacher, you know, you, you, you're at the mercy of the, of, the, of the congregation. And, you know, I wasn't uh, on the payroll and like that. I was working for a nonprofit. Yeah. And somehow uh, I came across uh, our little league, my son's little league coach, was a director for, for a uh, corporate company. I don't want to name names or anything like that. And he offered me a position in the, in, in the corporate world. Have you ever seen The Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, I have. I lived that life for about three years like that. Corporate like that, like the party scene. That, that's a, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a crazy lifestyle to lead, yeah. man. So, to be able to walk out of it yeah, alive. I was, I was an assistant pastor. I stepped down and I took that job. And, well, like I was telling you, it, it, I uh, started working for, for the devil, okay? Mm -hmm. And it put a strain on, on my marriage, you know? I traveled a lot. Uh, I had a boss who was just crazy. I mean, he had a wife, a mistress, a girlfriend, and a side I mean, this guy was, in a, you know, it's terrible. And so uh, back in 2013, six years ago or so, he needed his secretary off his back. He was sleeping around with her, had an affair with her, whatever. And I don't know why I agreed to it, but he asked me to get off his back by me. Hmm. I pretty much tried to talk to him an affair with me, taking over, yeah. you know? Well, I got caught. I got caught. And um, from there, you know, uh, she kicked me out of the house. I was out of the house for about a month and a half, two months. I don't remember exactly how long. She put me on blast with my family, with the church, you know, even though I wasn't the minister anymore, with everybody on social media, on, you know, to her family, my family, our, our, our mutual friends. And it was just, you know, that happened. And so um, I blew it. And from that, that started other things, you know, it, it, a disconnect between her. There was no trust, obviously, and, and, and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. And I quit that job. I, I, that's when I got into personal training and all that and the guilt that came with it, you know, just me trying to make it up to her and the kids, you know, I, I, you know, I, you know, even though I never slept with her, but it's like, it's if I did because of, you know, the things I was saying to her and, and, and all that. I mean, I, I blew it. I blew it. Yeah. And so my relationship with her wasn't the same anymore. I mean, we reconciled after a while, but it wasn't the same anymore, you know? She wasn't happy in the marriage. She tried, you know, I was, I became insecure. I was thinking she was gonna get me back. Okay. So then, um, you know, we both started, we're partying. Um, mm -hmm. And so anyways, when, whenever she would drink for the next three years or so, she and drank too much. I mean, not any time, every time she drank, but when she drank too much, she would flip back to that moment when, when, you know, I got caught up and she would get mean, angry, and would, you know, abuse me emotionally, mentally, and sometimes she would hit me. And I would just take it, just take it. Yeah. Because I felt like I deserved it, you know. And it would happen often. You know, whenever she had too much to drink, that's when it would happen. And so um, the kids never saw. But there came a time back in 2016, in, in July of 2016, that uh, I had a meeting with, with you know, for, for football season. We're about to start mm -hmm. the new football season. I'm the head coach. One of our coaches who uh, – Invited over his house at a pool party, barbecue, and the wives and the kids were swimming while, while you know, while we were in, in the house doing our football stuff. Well, she had a, 
little bit too much to drink. And on the way home, you know, she turned into that person. But this time she did it in front of the kids where she's smacking me around and hitting me and cussing me out in front of the kids. And the kids were like, Mom, stop. What are you doing? And she turns around, cusses them out, tells them that, you know, a bunch of stuff. And I'm getting, I'm angry now. I'm angry now, I'm, you know, and all that. I get home. I put my kids to sleep. I, I, I tell them it's going to be okay. And then after I do that, I come to the living room. She gets in my face and just like, like that. Yeah. And so she starts cussing me out, calling me, me a bunch of things, you know, that I, I just didn't like, obviously, you know. And but this time, I, you know, I told her, please get away from me. Just please. And she said, what are you going to do? And blah, blah, blah. She hocks a loogie and spits it right in my face. And I instinctively, I slapped her. Open hand, I slapped her. I'm a 200-pound bodybuilder. And I just slapped her. She was drunk. She fell to the ground. I busted her nose. It didn't break, but she was bleeding. And I'm just like, oh, my God. What did I just do? I'm, I'm like, about to call the cops. You know, but she's like, well, well her and I in, in our town were really known. I'm the head football coach. I'm a trainer of the town. She's really active in um, local politics with the chamber, business chamber and all that. So, like, we, we need you, people and all that. You're a high-profile couple, basically. Yeah, in our town. In our town, okay? So, it was a really ugly public divorce when it happened. So, anyhow, I slapped her. She's bleeding everywhere. I'm about to call the cops on myself. And she's like, don't, no, that's embarrassing. The cops know us. You know, we're friends with the police department and all that, the mayor and everybody. Um, I'm about to call the hospital. She was working at, for the hospital as a, like a case manager. And she's like, no, that's my job. You know, you know, so she wanted me to call. So she's all pissed off that I, what happened. She, she's, you know, how could you and all this and that. And I'm like, man, okay, now, I, you know what? I'm going to end up leaving now or something because next time who knows what happens. And so I clean her up and she passes out drunk. So the next day in the morning, I mean, that night I didn't sleep a wink. I'm just thinking, you know what? This is over. I'm leaving this marriage now because it's just – it's too, it's too toxic now. And so uh, in the morning, she wakes up, and she comes at me, you know, all accusive and all that. And how could you do this and that? And, and I'm like, look, I'm sorry, but do you forget to drive home? And what happened? She's like, no, what? I'm like, really? I explained to her what happened. I go, you did it in front of the kids. The kids saw. No, no, that's not true. I'm like, so my daughter wakes up. She's the youngest. And she confronts her mom. Mom, mom, what, you know, why were you hitting my dad? You know, why were you doing this? She just confronts, him, confronts her. And he actually was like, what, what? No, you told her to say that. No, I didn't. And then my other kids wake up, and they tell her this exact same thing. And we agreed to go to counseling. And she apologized. And I apologized. You know, she was marked. You know, like, I mean, there's something right here. Like, the eyes kind of get dark. Yeah. It was, like I said, it was an open hand. I didn't punch her. I didn't kick her. Nothing like that. It was just one big slap. And, and like I said, it was, at the time, 200 pounds and really buff, you know, and that happened. That was in July 2016. And like I said, our relationship wasn't the same anymore. She, she took pictures of herself like that that she kept to use later on. So that was the last time we ever had an argument like that. The last time she got drunk like that uh, since I was with her. Mm -hmm. So that happened, brother. And before I go on, whenever we have an episode like that in the past where she would get like that, she would always say, I don't remember. She always act like she didn't remember. And she would, you know, suck up to me or kiss up to me with, with sex or, you know, and she would use that. And it was just, you know, like you get, you feel emasculated. You feel, you know, your self-esteem was, I mean, all kinds of, I mean, now looking 
now three years out of it, I realized what, what it did to me. You know, the, yeah. the trauma, the PTSD and all that. But also see what I did to her and, and all that. So what I'm trying to say is when you, when you compromise your faith, brother, you're gonna, your morals, your values, your, your, what you're about, you, you compromise, you know, your, your integrity, your self-respect, you know, you, you lose humility. Um, so fast forward now, this is April, 2017. It's my birthday and my daughter's birthday. We're celebrating at the mom's house. And that's the last time I was with family. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Yeah. Yeah, I go to the door. I got somebody at the door. I apologize. That's okay. Okay, so you were saying now? So this is six, what, 10 months later? I don't know. It's, it's, it's April of 2017. She has a timeline where she says that she left me in, in July after I did that mm -hmm. of 2016. But we're together till the, the following year of April of uh, 2017. Yeah. And so um, so before that, she, uh, she got, we, we got into it about something. I can't remember exactly all the details. But she told my oldest son, oh this, is, oh, this is back in November. She told my oldest son, who at the time was 12, everything that I had done to her. Everything to that point, right? About the past. Because, you know, he was upset. And she told him to tell him. And, and he's like, is that all my dad's done to you? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, dad, I forgive you. And at first, before she told him, I was, I was freaking out. I was like, oh, my God, he's going to hate me. You know, he's the one that's doing me. And he goes, dad. And, I, and, and so he goes, I forgive you. And at that time, my dad and I had, had some conflict. I'm, yeah. I, I was alienated myself and my dad for several years because of he was abusive. He was terrible. And he goes, when are you going to forgive your dad? And I was like, I'll do it right now, son. You know, so I took him to my dad's. It was Christmas of uh, 2016. My ex and, and my children and, and I went and I squashed it in my then and there. My dad and I have been good ever since. And so all of a sudden, I, you know, uh, there's friction between her and I. She's, she's you know, there's, she's, their behavior patterns are different. Mm -hmm. um, she had been drinking more. There, there's locks on the phone now, you know, past locks. And we didn't used to have that before. And I'm thinking she's doing, she's with somebody else, you know. Just, and so anyway, there's reasons why I thought that. Yeah. And. I don't know who it is yet. And so telling me I'm tripping, telling me that I'm crazy, telling me this and this and that. Well, I guess served after that birthday party, I guess served with a restraining order, a temporary restraining order. And she used what happened in July as the reason to get it. And I'm like, what the heck? And she had also had, had won a lawsuit with her ex-employer for wrongful termination. So she came on, a, on some money and she just... Mm -hmm got up and disappeared. And I couldn't find her for a bit. She took off on vacation with the kids and I freaked out. I called the cops and all that. They couldn't, they said they couldn't help me. I had to go through a process and all that. Yeah. I'm losing my mind. I'm not sleeping. I'm not eating. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I'm texting her. I'm blowing up her phone, everybody in her family and nobody's trying to help me. Cause she told everybody I had been being her for the, like pretty much the entire marriage. And, and she, she came up with some, some story that, 
that have been doing things that you know I didn't do. I mean, I did do that when I slapped her. And even after that happened, the next day I went to the coaches who were at, and I told them what happened. I went to her two of her best friends and told them. I told my family. I did not keep it a secret. I, you know, I I shared what happened in front of her to hold me accountable. Be like, look, we messed up. We need help. And so, so anyhow, I get the restraining order. I don't really understand how serious restraining orders were at the time. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're I, just, I, just, I just know she took my kids. I don't know where they're at. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know? And uh, I get the bright idea uh, three weeks later. So it's on a Thursday. I have my day in court on Monday. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I show up at my kids' school, walk into their school. I pick up the two youngest ones and I walk them to the library. We do homework and then I take them to Carl's Jr. I had text the ex or the sitter, I mean, that I was going to take the kids for a bit and I'll bring them back. I just wanted to see them. It's been three, four weeks and I've seen them. I just missed them. I had never been away from my kids that long, ever, you know? And well, the Amber alert me. They they get me at Carl's Jr. with a, with a squad of cars with their vans. They look like an episode of Cops. Yeah. And they arrest me. And I get charged with a felony child abduction. You know, oh, I yeah. Do, that's I, a big deal. Yeah. That's a serious deal. Right taking there. my kids to Carl's Jr., brother. And she yeah. runs with that right now. That I, You know, she runs with it. Like if I did something heinous, you know, I took my kids to, that I missed to go eat and just to spend some time with them. That's a, that was March 4th, 2017, the last time I saw those two. And so they, they arrest me. I, you know, I'm, I'm in, um, here, I don't know how it works over there, but here in county jail, they had me under protective custody because of the charge. So I was there with all the rapists, all the child uh, molesters, all the worst of the worst. Yeah. The child abduction charge. And, and there you only get out of your cell for one hour a day while you're waiting to go through trial and all that. So I took a deal. I took a bad deal. I served two months with a felony and five years probation. And so that was in uh, 2017. I get out in June. Uh, two weeks later, I am walking to the police station to get some, ask to get some help because mm-hmm. they have been harassing just like they've been doing now. And I was trying to get some help on how to have her stop. Well, I'm walking down the street and I run into uh, her brother-in-law who was one of the ones that messaged you or um, okay. and he starts calling her. I even recorded it. I start call- he starts calling her that I'm there walking, you know, and to come over here. And anyways, I'm having a shout with this guy. He's over here challenging me to a fight. And I'm like, dude, I'm not going to fight you. I'm going to the police station, man. Just leave me alone. You know? Yeah. And so I'm going, I get to the police station. I'm thinking they're going to help me. And so the ex shows up with her brother and, and the bro- ex-brother-in-law. And they say that I went into the beauty, beauty salon that I was walking by where his wife worked, you know, and that I went in there and started causing trouble, which I didn't do. I was walking to the police station, just happened to be walking down on that street where her job is at. And I get arrested for violating the restraining order because I walked by her job, you know, and I get violation of probation, felony probation. Oh, man. So for five months, I find the case. Yeah, so you're going from bad to worse, yeah. basically. For, for five months, yeah. I'm fighting the case, and I end up doing a prison term at a county jail through AB 109 for violating the restraining order and violating probation. So I did eight months straight 
in county jail for that. So let, let me ask you, let me stop you right there. Let yeah, me ask you, um, on your original TRO that started to kick this whole thing off, it w so it must have incorporated the kids as well as they were on the temporary restraining order that I didn't do anything to them. They were, they, yeah. So the temporary restraining order said because of the accusations of me beating her. So okay. I had my day in court, but dumb, dumb me. A few days before court, I pick up my kids from school and I blew that. So they I was just curious. The reason why I asked is because, you know, in family court, in custody cases, all that kind of stuff, domestic violence kind of things, there generally tends to be two different kinds of TROs. There's the TRO that just covers the victim, the, you know, supposed victim. And there's the TRO that covers the victim and kids. So, okay. So let me backtrack because now you're reminding me of something I missed out. So my first time I was in jail, the first two months when I was, you know, uh, for the violation, for taking the kids to the to Carl's Jr., um, she served me with divorce papers while I was there. Oh, okay. And so they had the custody thing in there. Um, and I missed my restraining order uh, media appointment because I was in jail. So I got slapped with a three-year restraining order on her and the kids because I didn't okay. show up. So okay. on, the, on the divorce papers, she put that I abandoned her and the kids back in July of 2016, that she had no idea where I was at. She had no address for me. She did nothing. But because I was in the system in the county when she, when she uh, uh, submitted the paperwork, they found me in, at, at the county jail and they were to serve me. But she had said that she had no idea where I was at, that it was abandonment, and it just looked bad. And so when I got the papers, the divorce papers, uh, and what it said, because it, it said that in it, I, I was like, what? So then that's when I started losing them. Like, dude, she is having an affair. There is something going on. This is just too much now because why is she doing this and the way she's doing it? Why all the lies? I understand she wanted to leave me, divorce me, but why lie? Why tell this story? Why not just, you know what? I'm not happy in the marriage. I don't want to be with you anymore. I went out. You know, mm -hmm. I still probably would have freaked out and all that, but the, 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 and then trying to take the kids away from me, you know? And so I, so I'm crying to my, my mom, my family. I'm writing the ex letters, which is dumb. I wrote a bunch of letters. I've been sleeping. I've been eating and just begging and, and wallowing and, and, and just, man, I made a fool of myself. And also some angry letters. And just, I was an up and down emotional wreck. And well, I so, mean, it's understandable at that point in time because, you know, you're just getting hosed every which way you turn. And, you know, it, I think that goes back to what we were talking about earlier how easy it is to slide down that deep, dark rabbit yeah. hole. You know, you're basically looking, looking for any port in the storm. Doesn't matter who it is, what it is. You're, you're reaching out basically. I got worse in there, man. And you know, I'm, I'm locked up 23 hours a day with a child molester in my book. <laughs> oh. no, thanks. <laughs> you know, I'm laughing about it now, but, um, so, you know, the lies. So I'm writing letters every day, mailing and every single letter I write is, is a violation of the court order mm -hmm. and so to use all that against me when when um when i went to court so that's why i got walked the way i did because i did it to myself you know i wouldn't stop i was like it was excessive behavior for my part yeah so then i get out and like i said i get get arrested again now i'm there eight months and nobody believed me that I was in line. She went to all our close mutual friends. Everybody, she turned everybody against me, man. I, I, I only got to keep one friend out of the divorce, you know, one. 
you know, I lost family members and everything, and, and I almost lost my mom because she didn't want to believe me until things came out later mm -hmm. uh, for what, you know, what she was doing. Especially when she said that I abandoned the family. That's when I was like, I got my family on my side. Because, wait, you didn't abandon anybody? What's she talking yeah. about? So, so anyhow, during that time, my mom was watching the, the kids for her while she went to work. You know, she was, uh, she's a real estate agent, so she was working on her license and all that. She was showing houses. She was doing what she had to do. But that's, um, I'll go back to that in a bit. So I'm in jail eight months. And during that time, I started church in jail of pedophiles, of great mm -hmm. of the worst of the worst. They're going to do life, 40 years, 30 years. And somehow God put me to work there. And that helped me by giving back, by doing what I do to get some sanity back. Because I was, like I said, I was in a really dark place. And helping them helped me get myself mm -hmm. back together. So, so I'm there for eight months. I get out. And the very day or two after I get out, something just tells me, and this was a dumb mistake, another dumb mistake on my part, is I, you know what? I'm going to log in on her Facebook. Let's see if it's still the same password, login password. So I do that. And I go on her messenger, and I see how um, she contacted everybody. Because when I was in jail, I needed letters of reference from people, and nobody would write one. Nobody. Nobody would help me. And I was like, and so I was like, not even my closest friends, my best friend. I see a, 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 a conversation between her and my best friend, how he's like, you know, I want nothing to do with him anymore. People just say stuff like that. And I was like, people that I helped, people, who, you know, whose marriages that her and I helped stay together people that when they were down on their luck we helped them out and, and like, like what really and so that that hurt me even more well yeah i mean that's a huge kick in the gut you know people you think that you can trust mm -hmm. you find out you know aren't quite so trustful i want to say it was just people just forget you know um so then i'm at the gym one day this is march i remember the day it's march 12th 2018 now and I have her, you know, her, her Facebook and Messenger logging on my phone because I'm just, like I said, I'm obsessed. I want to find out what really happened. Mm -hmm. Well, there's this guy who's screenshotting stuff from my Facebook and sending it to her. And I'm like, who's this guy? And they're talking smack about me back and forth. So he's over here trolling me and stalking me. And he's, you know, I put a, a, a gym post or something. And they're talking smack about me for that. So I get curious like who is this guy i start going up on their conversation and i'm like seeing how they meet up and then i see sexting i see pictures and i'm just like and i i go back seven eight months and i'm sick to my stomach man and i've been going on for a while and then i saw everything i saw everything i screenshot every a lot of the stuff everything i said i'm like Oh my, was it one of those, uh, what's it called, door drop box? Yeah. And I'm just like brokenhearted. I'm angry. I'm all these emotions at once because now she was, at, now when I was in jail, she was advocating for domestic violence, that she was a motivational speaker, similar to what you're doing mm -hmm. and, and, and telling her story, you know, uh, to women that have been battered, abused, womanized, everything. And I was like, what? And you're over here having an affair this whole time, and you're talking to women about this. And then I find out the guy's married. He had just had a baby. Oh, and, you geez. know, all that. Yeah. 
And, and he's talking smack about his wife, how she doesn't give attention to him anymore, and this is and that. And she's giving him pity. I'm like, she just had. I'm like, you know. So, so I get the bright idea, okay, of uh, sending their crap to their circle, our circle, wow. through okay. her account. Well, in the middle of the night when everybody's asleep, like three, four in the morning, you know. And I put out, I didn't send the pictures yet, just their sexting and their stuff. I didn't know whose wife was yet, but I sent it to, to their family, to their business, because they met during the, what, through the uh, chamber, through networking and all that they met. And so, so anyhow, she, after, the next day, after people see that, she's like, what, you know? And she puts on, she knew it was me. She puts on Facebook that she needs help because I'm in the, in the town that we live in looking for her, trying to uh, do a murder suicide. I'm gonna find her and the kids, kill her. And she was posting stuff like that to divert wow. the attention. And then she was saying, if you got a message from me on, on Messenger, don't open it, it's a virus. You know, it's, and then she starts saying that. You're doing, you're doing damage that. control yeah. at that point. So you know how we're talking to each other right now? We can screenshot this and it's face to face like that. Well, yeah. we're FaceTiming, I have pictures of them doing that. And so I'm gonna ask your guys' face. This is your guys' conversation. And so anyhow, I wouldn't stop. Then I started making fake accounts just to send that stuff to everybody, you know? And, and I was just angry because I, I, he was mocking me. I go, dude, own it, you know? I went mm -hmm. to jail because of this. And I was just like angry, you know? Like, dude, you're, you're laughing at me. You were sleeping with my wife while I was in jail. And, and before that, you know, all that stuff, I was like really angry. I, dude, I wanted to kill him, okay? I'm not gonna lie, I wanted to kill him. I've never hated anybody before in my life like that. I wanted to handle it. But then I was like, you know what? Someone like him, because he's someone with, with money, uh, he comes from a, uh, family that owns grocery stores and I was, I'm gonna get him in his pockets. So Google, man, you can find out everything about people if you really look, right. right? So I find yeah, out who his can. wife was, I find out everything, every connection to him. And so I sent, so I was telling him to confess, I told him to own it, he would mock me. So I go, all right. I was like the bad guy in the movie where before he tries to kill the guy, he tells him the whole plot and, and yeah. <laughs> that was me, man, I was dumb like that. I was just like, if you don't do what I say, I'm going to do this. And he wouldn't do it. So, all right, boom. And again, boom. You know, I just kept threatening them, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't buck. So I was like, all right. All right, so I'm going to send – or I'm, I'm going to let your wife know now. So um, I did. I did. I sent everything with their nudes and their pics and all that to everybody. It went viral. And anyways, somehow – the police department ended up at my house with the arrest warrant because she had, they had told them that I was crazy, that I was selling drugs and, and I had guns and I don't know what. And so they came to my house and did a raid. And my mom's house. I live in my mom's house now and did a raid. And all they found was my phone where I had all their crap. Mm -hmm. you know? And so that was in April of 2018. I didn't go to court till August of that year about for that case. I got, I got charged with revenge porn, which was a oh, new right. thing now because of yeah. that. But the, the uh, detective, when he was interviewing me, you know, was, uh, he said, Ralph, affairs are not against the law. You know, but if it makes you feel any better, his wife found out. You know, so I was like, well, yeah, it helps. You know? And so yeah. I got served with a restraining order against him that was in my ex-wife's handwriting. The, you know, <laughs> yeah. And her cousin's <laughs> the one that served me, which was like more insult to injury. And when her wow. cousin showed up to serve me, she was crying. She was actually, because before she was against me, she was crying, yeah. saying, Ralph, 
do what you gotta do to get your kids back. I'm like, I'm like, why are you serving me for him? He goes, well, I gotta do my job. And she's, uh, that's what she does. And I was like, where's your integrity? He goes, she's not listening to anybody. She's not listening to anybody. I tried to talk and then she took off. And I was, so I thought it was weird. So when I got served with that restraining order and I saw that it was filled out by her and the testimony and it was her talking and it's her writing. I was, that's it, man. Because I had begged her before that, look, if you just, we can work, work this out. We can, um, reconcile you know i've messed up people messed up it's okay but they had he had promised to uh leave his wife for her and start a whole new life and wow. you know, guys like that don't do that yeah. I mean, they're just talking yeah. back he caught a vulnerable woman who felt well, that's, him. you know that's yeah. their mo that's that's their mo plain and yeah. simple yeah and so because of that brother i go to jail i mean i i, I go to court and i get arrested i get arrested in court because she said she feared for her life, and I don't know what. So I was arrested throughout the process without bail. So right away, I told my lawyer, I want to speed trial. He goes, you're going to lose. They go, no, they won't testify. Because I read the police report, and he admitted that he had been sleeping around my, my ex-wife for a while. Mm -hmm. So on the restraint order, it has him, his wife, and their son, their baby son. And so subpoenaed everybody. And I knew that if we went to trial, her family was going to be sitting in the stands and see what's, you know, because it did last time. And they were going to hear what she's denying to be true. Yeah. So my lawyer thinks it's crazy because they're trying to, they were offering me three or four years. I'm like, well, I'm not doing nothing. We're going to trial. Two weeks before pre-trial, guess what happens? People decide they don't want to testify. So yeah. all they have on me is restraining order violations. So I get seven month sentence. I have time here, three and a half months that I, uh, you know, that's sat through again. So I did a total of 14 months and three trips to jail for this. Okay. Wow. I never abused my kids. I never hit my kids. Okay. The, uh, I, I didn't even contact them. So like, um, but I did contact her, but that doesn't affect the, uh, the restraining with the kids, you know, that doesn't affect that. So I took a deal. They put a 10 year, uh, protective order on her stay away whatever you call it that I can't be around her for 10 years because of the, you know the, the DA still got me one way so she couldn't get them to testify she still got me you know courts are about making money yeah and but I agree to her you know what I don't care I never see her again for the rest of my life I don't care okay but will this affect my me getting my kids back in second no because none of your none of the thing you did was was not drug related it was not violent it goes under domestic violence but it was non-violent Dude, my probation, I check in my probation once a month over the phone. I'm, I'm on three years probation. I've been on probation for over a year now. And I haven't even met my probation officer. It's just touchstone, you know, and that's it. Yeah. So I'm like minimum supervision, the lowest one you can have. So I get out of jail in December 30, 2018. And I'm like already over it, mm -hmm. you know. I don't hear from her until June, Father's Day weekend when I get engaged. 20, 30 minutes after I get in post, her, my, my wife and I post our engagement. She, she trolls oh. on, my, uh, on my Facebook with her friend who she, she was with at, at Disneyland uh, with the kids on vacation and just does what she does. And she mm -hmm. hasn't stopped since. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I kind of got the feeling that it's, you know, just from me dealing with them and my limited interaction, that that's something you're going to be dealing with for life. I don't think there's really any way of getting, getting away from that. And so 
I've shared this exact same story on my Facebook. I told my side of the story, and that pissed her off even more, where she goes, like I said, she's got, I don't know how many counts dedicated to slandering me and my wife, and now she's got her, her newest boyfriend, you know. <laughs> he's just as crazy as her, <laughs> or just as, you know, whatever. He's a flying monkey, and, and she's got all these people helping her. But here's what the editors don't, don't think about, is look, one day your children are going to find the truth. They're not always going to be little. They're going to be grown adults. And if you ever hear from alienated children, their testimonies, I've talked to a few, is they, it messes them up, man, because they're like, yeah. you lied to me, like, this whole time. You lied to me about what my dad is, who my dad was, you know, just for what? Just because you were angry, you are bitter, you know, yeah. you didn't want to own your part. And yeah. it screws them up because now they don't know who to trust. They can't believe their mom. They don't know if they can trust their other parent, the people that, that help cover it up, like in this in this situations or her brothers and sisters and, all, and her family and so so from that after i got engaged she decides to move away i tried to serve her i tried to get her to court three times so in august she packs up and just takes off and moves with her brother in colorado just like that she ditches she doesn't meet me at, at court she takes off and she's, she's telling everybody that the da put her under protective what's it called now protective uh Victim protection and something. Yeah. Witness protection, not witness, but something. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that, that, that's basically in the uh, messages that I got from her. She, she stated that, that she was under some sort of, um, I want to say, without looking back at exactly what she said, but it was, it basically amounts to, you know, almost like a witness protection kind of yeah, thing. But it's not true. She's telling everybody and she's telling everybody where she's at and she's posting it and she's, People that are supposed to be on, on some type of protection program, they don't say nothing. They, yeah, they're they, quiet. You know, they hide because they're, they're in danger, right? Yeah. <laughs> so they'll put their address online. They'll put with their work. I mean, if I was that guy that she says I am, I would have found her a long time ago, and she would be six feet under or the bottom of an ocean somewhere, you know? Yeah. So, um, so that happened. She moves away. Um, and then in August – she makes it files a police report. Oh, journalistic integrity, brother. Journalistic integrity. Yep. Okay, that's, so she, she's part of a of a website that's supposed to um, cover the local news here in our area, and they've been known to be fake news. You know, they they just and they're really unprofessional. They're you know when when they comment back with people that are don't agree with their with their opinions, they they get like how they responded to you. Yeah. And so, so she made a post about me how. You know, don't hire me for my service because I'm a fraud you know, as a minister, as a as a life coach, as a as a trainer, and just went on and on and on. And at the time, they had about fifty thousand subscribers, about followers on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And uh, my brother-in-law, my brother, I can't remember who it was, saw that because they followed the page, and they sent me a screenshot. And I go, "Hey, dude, what's what's this all about?" And I see it. I'm like, "What?" So I respond back to the to the web to the Facebook page, not to the ex directly. At the time, I did not know it was her. And so I respond back, hey, can you please guys talk to me? If you're going to write a story about me, talk about me like that. Can you, yeah. can you, you know, I'm here. What, what, what happened? Why are you guys talking about me? And so she responds back and puts the restraining order that she has on me on the, on the comments and talks about, you know, you DV, you wife beater, you child abuser, this and that. I'm like, oh, it's you. And I'm like, <laughs> well, if you're going to, so I'm like, if you're going to put a restraining order on here, why don't you put the one that, the guy you were cheating on me with has on me too. Let's make it fair, you know? So I'm like, I go there. I'm like upset, you know? So anyways, um, 
so she files a, a, a police report that I contacted her. And she also said that I was in, well, she's at in Colorado, stalking her, looking for her. So I get a court date for September, October, right? October 1st, October, October 1st, mm -hmm. I show up to court and they hold me for nine days on oh, that, geez. on that. Wow. On that, yeah. And they got me in a technicality. I served a 30-day sentence at halftime plus good time, so I did nine days, for contacting her on that journalistic integrity-filled page. Even uh, though you didn't know it was actually her. No, until she, after I, I mean, after she's messaged back, after she commented back, and I'm like, oh, it's Hugo Wilson. I'm already in violation. Why well, might as well let yeah. it out? So, um, so, yeah, she got me for that. I mean, so nine days, you know, again. And all when I've been trying to go to court, so that day that I got out of jail, I had to run to court, but she didn't show up. I made it to court right on time to get an extension, but I've served her again, and she just fails to show up. The judge don't do anything about it, and the restraint order just expired a week or so ago, a few days ago, and she's been trying to get me arrested again, you know, on whatever. Everything, yeah. You know? so I've contacted her, her boyfriend, her family, but they contact me, you know, and I respond back. And they contacted my, my wife, they contacted my pastor, they contacted my employer. Like I said, everybody, anybody that's associated. Everybody you know. Yeah. Man. You know, you. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I'm guessing probably when we're done with this, oh, I'll yeah. probably have more messages. Yeah. You know, I mean, here. the whole, you, you mentioned how they brought up fraud. You know, they called me a fraud. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that seems to be, you know, one of their favorite terms to label somebody is a fraud. Yeah. yeah. So, so all that has happened, brother. And so then I'm getting married in January. Well, congratulations. No, no, I got married in January. So <laughs> Oh, you got married yeah. in January. Okay, okay. So guess who's trying to stop the wedding? <laughs> Man. She made a they're like a bad, they're like a bad the wedding. She's trying to get me arrested two days before the wedding. Oh. Okay, I got to that point, man. She did, she'll deny everything that I've said you know, and all that and add to it, subtract, whatever. And like, it, but um, it's been constant, constant, you know, they, they posted, I'm harassing her. I, I have not, I haven't, I'm not. Like, I know the consequences of it. I'd be in jail right now. Yeah. Any little mm -hmm. violation will send me back in jail. So that's what I've been dealing with, brother. And well, all, that, me... all that mess, just to cover up an affair, bro. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this because that hour went by super quick. Oh, wow. We yeah, we've got about three minutes left before it cuts you off. Um, I'd like to get you on again so we can finish up your story. I know it's more in depth than that. Um, so what I want to do is I'll get with you after this goes off the air and we'll figure out a time. So, guys, um, I will be bringing Raphael back on at a future date so that we can finish this story up because Instagram and their infinite wisdom cuts us off after 59 minutes. <laughs> you, know, you know, and we're right at 56 minutes right now. Hey, guys, don't give up, guys. There's light in the, the tunnel. Uh, not everyone is like your ex or baby mama. Uh, there are good women out there. I mean, it's, it's all a spiritual battle, guys. You get right with God, parental alienation ends the moment people get right with God. Okay? Yeah. So appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I hope you guys learned something. Um, God bless you all. Hey, Alan, thank you. And I'm looking forward to speaking you to bet. you again. And, uh, it's nice. All right. I'll get, I'll get in touch with you here in a couple minutes as soon as I get this all up and done, okay? Okay. All right, brother. Thank you for coming on. Anytime. All right, guys. Well, you know, another crazy story. You know, I'm, I'm full of the crazy stories anymore. 
but uh, yeah, you know, hell have no fury. You know, that's kind of what it is, but I'm gonna wrap this up. So I am gonna have Raphael on again. So I wanna thank everybody who popped on and watched and everything. And if you wanna come on the show sometime, if you've got a story that you think needs to be heard, um, just shoot me a DM or you can email me at thefatherstruth at zohomail.com. All right, guys, this is Alan Donovan. Have a great night. Thank you for joining us and listening to The Father's Truth. If you would like to be a guest or know someone with a story that needs to be heard, email Alan Donovan now at thefatherstruth at zohomail.com.